0: Howdy folks, my name is Jonathan Kine. here at Cryptocurrency Wire we cover the latest news in the blockchain market, while also helping innovators in the space reach large audiences in the mainstream, particularly those interested in finance. Cryptocurrency wire is just one of 50 plus brands, part of the investor brand network, a platform that we've been developing for more than 15 years now. Collectively, these 50 plus brands have more than 2 million social media likes and followers. And when one of our clients or event partners has news, we offer direct reach to these audiences, as well as article syndication to thousands of news outlets, such as Apple news and market watch. If you want to reach new audiences with your next big announcement or need a multifaceted communications plan that incorporates original content creation, visit us online at CryptocurrencyWire.com. You can also get the latest news by following us on Twitter at CryptoNetWire.
1: Back to the Wild West Crypto Show. I'm Drew. I'm Brent. Brent, we have with us Jonathan Kyle. What, what has he got for us today? Well, Jonathan,
2: how are you doing? Apparently, Jonathan's snowless. He says the snow melted, it's 80 degrees. With that, we got to make you an honorary Texan. <laughs> in fact, I tell you what, in fact, as an honorary Texan, uh Doggy Coin, oh, wait, excuse me, Dogecoin, Doge coin, whatever they want to call it, is destined for wild price swings from the Wild West Crypto Show. Says OK Coin COO Jason Lau. Tell us about that one, Jonathan.
0: Sure. So I don't know if everybody understands the significance of just how much Doge is trading. Uh, the last 24 hours, it's traded 10% of its supply, three times more than Chainlink, and more than those with even bigger market caps, such as Cardano and Binance Coin. And the crazy thing is, just in this example of today, it's well below the average of what they've been trading at on a daily basis. Of course, that is very interesting for those that make money through trading, particularly um, you know big financial institutions. So I think this is just joy- going to uh, make it that much more exciting, to get in the crypto space, particularly when people are used to the markets opening at 9:30 and closing at 4 New York time.
1: You know what's interesting about that, Brent, is that Dogecoin was built on a lark. It was a joke. And so then all these people got behind it and it's the hype. So it's like trading fairy <laughs> dust, right? But I hadn't really thought about it because I don't hold any of it. I don't know if you do. No, I don't hold it. Either. Yeah, because it's, there's no real utility value. However, there's perceived value. And if traders, I never really thought about the swings, there's probably money to be made there. Well, That's
2: why it's going. Actually, maybe the swings is the perceived value. Because, I mean, if you're a trader, you know, in fact you know what generally happens is is a coin goes goes up gets released sells out 75 85 95 percent of its value then it goes into that sideways movement that uh, technicians would call building a base mm-hmm. and then when all of a sudden the the highs and lows on a day get so restrictive that the traders can't do anything with it anymore they move on to something else well guess what they've all moved on to Dogecoin. <laughs> I mean because it's rocking and it's rolling yeah That's really interesting, Jonathan. Let's do this next one. MasterCard
1: highlights applications beyond payments for central bank digital currencies. I'm interested to hear this. Tell our listeners what that's about.
0: Unfortunately, they didn't get into a lot of specifics, but after mentioning the obvious that we're in the early days and such, MasterCard mentioned a little bit about application services and smart contracts. And to be fair, I'm not sure anyone really knows where all this programmable money potential will take us. But it sure is exciting. And companies like MasterCard have no choice but to be on top of it.
2: Well, I'll tell you what one thing is, is is at least they're realizing that this is a transformative Mm -hmm. event. And what do you do when there's a transformative event? oh, you know, those little uh, mechanical things are not gonna overtake horses. You know, you don't get near the ride that you get on a good buggy. You know, it takes gasoline, you know. And so all, you get all the why it's not gonna work. And then you start to figure out how to integrate some of it. And then you try and figure out how to own some of it. And you know, all this tells me is, is that MasterCard's realizing that this thing's got legs and they better start running. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, the next one, your future at stake. The University of Wyoming allocates 4 million to staking three coins. Oh, so tell us that higher education is getting into staking, what are they doing? (laughs)
0: Well, the first sub-headline I saw is the reason they're doing this is a way to raise revenue, and I think all universities need to be looking at that. Uh, And no one's really sure which three coins they're going to choose, but they do happen to operate a staking pool on Cardano, and the company behind Cardano has donated a half a million dollars to the university's blockchain lab.
1: Wow, very interesting. And you know, Jonathan, you hit the nail on the head. You know, when, when we were younger, and this is before your time, Jonathan, but when we were younger, banks used to, if you put money into a CD or put it in a, even in a savings account, even some checking yeah. accounts, you could actually get a fair return. It was better than what it is today and has been for many, many years.
2: Oh, yeah. And so, as cri- I remember when that fair return was 12%, 15% I know. in the money market back in the, back in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. In fact, when I started with Merrill Lynch in 82, yeah. I mean, they were, they're passing out some pretty good money for having control of your money.
1: Yeah, and, and that's all been gone for a long time, oh, yeah. really. It's gone away. And a matter of fact, the fees they charge, you know, some places around the world charge you to deposit money into their banks. And so when crypto really started doing the staking, it was mining early on, but everybody was holding their uh, currencies in cold wallets and everything else. We encouraged them to do it. And so the, the uh, exchanges started thinking, how can we do like the banks and keep that stuff? to you know, bolster our portfolio and they started with the staking and the other things. And so now you can get some incredible returns oh, yeah. you know, from going in and do it, taking advantage of some of these things. And I really think it's the future and you're right. Our, our, our cities, bonds and everything else, they need to be looking at this as a great way to generate revenue.
2: Well, and the thing of it is, how much longer are people going to be able to pay what college education costs now? Mm, They've yeah. got to figure out a way to use those endowments and use the assets they have to to make their product a lot cheaper.
1: So, so you know what, Jonathan, I'm going to speculate way out here, and this is probably you know one that the earth is flat, but uh, I think <laughs> Bernie Sanders came up with the idea for staking so that he could make college free. How's that connection with? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everybody wins. Hey, it's a birdie steak, man. You got to love him. Jonathan, great
1: stories, man. Thank you. And thank you for always working us in. Uh, we'll see you again here next week. Okay. Have a great weekend. Sounds
0: good. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Good
1: deal. Folks, Wild West Crypto Show be back here in two minutes.